Hello, and welcome to the Raider Power Podcast. I'm Ryan, and with me as always is my man Moss and our boy Evan. How you doing today, fellas? Man, I am doing good, Evan. How are you doing, brother? Fellas, I am doing well. Coming off of a high from a fantastic sports run for Texas Tech, gearing up for football season. Hell yeah. And uh, I just want to introduce everyone to season two. Uh, I guess this is episode zero of our new season, the Raider Power Podcast. And uh, I just want to give you guys a little bit of an update, you know, what we've been up to and what the podcast is going to look like going forward. So, Mossman, why don't you fill us in? All righty. Well, uh, I think the elephant in the room should be addressed that we have a new host. Uh, his name is Evan Johnson. Evan, uh, give him a little bit of background about yourself. Oh, man, fellas. Born and raised in Lubbock, Texas. Been a tech fan ever since I could walk. Uh, I'm grateful you guys let me come on the show full time, and I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll and, and geek out on some Texas Tech sports. You hear that full time? That's, That's right. Great. This isn't That's even right. a, this isn't a part time gig anymore. This is <laughs> this this is full time. Uh, you know what else uh, people might not know about Evan? He mm. loves ice cold Coors Light. Why don't we crack mm. one, fellas? I would love to. <sighs> that was a little uh, weaker crack on my part. I have the 16 ounce pint, so I had to. I'd screw it open. Don't be mad at you drinking the bullet. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so podcast. It's going to be a three-host game going forward. Uh, we're still going to cover the same stuff that you guys know and love. That's Big 12 sports, mainly focused around Texas Tech. Uh, football season's coming upon us, so you know that's what we're going to be mainly focused on there. And schedule-wise, it's going to be similar to last year. Plan on putting out one episode a week, probably on Thursdays. Uh, hopefully, might have some new stuff coming at you this year. Maybe a future YouTube channel. Maybe some cool interviews. Hopefully, Evan, you know, f- feet on the ground down there in Lubbock can find us some good interviews. And, Absolutely. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be a great new season. You know, I'm in a, I'm in Lubbock right now, and not one person has come up to me asking for an interview on the, the Raider Power podcast. Honestly, that's you, fucked up. Can you, can you believe that? Uh, I don't know how they don't recognize you after all of that, you know, video. I, I have gotten one. I have gotten one. Uh, one person coming up to me, but I was wearing our Raider Power podcast hoodies, which will be available for sale uh, in the next couple months. But one person, and that was at uh, March Madness, which was awesome. Oh man, that's sweet. I think that's a good transition. If we're gonna do a little update on the state of the union and uh, down there in Lubbock, why don't we start off with basketball and March Madness? Uh, you know, obviously, we all know Texas Tech lost in the championship game. But what the folks back home might not know is all three of us were there, got to take it in, and got to see just how close they came. Yeah. Evan, give them a little take. Give them your first take, <clears throat> your first take over here. Oh, man. Uh, the absolute best and worst time of my entire life, all within about 30 seconds in the national championship game. Yep. Uh, but all jokes aside, I mean, beating Michigan State – Uh, In the final four, I mean, to be able to be there was absolutely incredible. Um, I think that our our team, uh, our our team's fans traveled incredibly well. We had an unbelievable representation for Texas Tech in Minneapolis. Um, Watching that game and and us going to the national championship, that, that concept has been something I've dreamed of since I was a little kid. So that was pretty damn cool to be able to see come to fruition. Um, as far as moving forward, I mean, I have nothing but, but high expectations, frankly, and and hope. I mean, we've seen what Chris Beard's done. We've seen him go to elite eight two years ago, take us to a national championship this year. 
you know, you name it, Big 12 title, um, being named coach of the year last year for for Chris Beard. I think that Texas Tech basketball has not even seen its brightest days ahead. I uh, totally agree with you. Oh, see, that just got me fired up. I'm, I'm fired up, man. I got emotional <laughs> just listening to that. Oh, boy. If people think say, uh, that our team was just Jared Colbert and Matt Mooney and Tariq Evans last year, uh, no. Get ready for a, a reload this coming year. And Absolutely. I kind of want to say something based off what you said there, Evan, with the whole fans traveling. When oh me God. and Chris showed up, uh, we missed the Final Four game, but we were there for the championship. When we got there, our taxi driver from the airport was just like, oh, my God, the amount of people that have come from Lubbock, Texas is outrageous. He said it had to be 5-1 to one Texas fan, Texas Tech fans to, like, Kansas fans. Kansas, Dude, he was uh, saying, like, 75,000 people had from Lubbock came to the game. Sure. Something insane. insane. Sure. And, and let's not kid ourselves, boys. We've been in the dark ages really since since old Bobby Knight left. You know, we've we had some really tough years with Pat um, going on to Billy Gillespie and Scott Walker, and, and Tubby Smith kind of made a push to turn the program around whenever he made that recruiting class. Um, you know, with with Zach with Zach, Zach Smith and and Justin Gray and, and Keenan Evans and all those guys that have, that really made a mark on the program as seniors two years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, he got us going in the right direction, but now Chris is building on that. Um, and that, that, you know, a quick segue, you know, this next year we are 16th overall in, in recruiting class in the nation. We're number two in the big 12, but here's the kicker to me. That doesn't even include the grad transfers. It doesn't include TJ Holyfield from SFA. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't include Chris Clark, even though he's not a grad transfer from Virginia tech, who I personally think is going to be one of the best players for this team, potentially in the big 12. And it doesn't include Joel and Tomboy from UNLV, who may have to sit out based on uh, NCAA rules. We're still having to see what what's going to transpire there. But that that number doesn't even reflect the accurate talent that we have. I mean, um, yeah, Beard, Beard said he was going to make it a focus. You know, grad transfers. It wasn't just a one year thing. He's always going to do it, and he proved it again. I mean, it's just amazing how much he can do outside of just these you know eighteen year old kids coming in. Absolutely, and I, I think I can speak on. All, all three of our behalfs to say, I'm ready to see Jamias Ramsey ball out. Oh, in the yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, my God. And you know what I love? stays for more than one year. Yeah. Uh, you know, Beard, I feel like he'll keep everybody at least two. No? I just feel like it. I mean, it's he, not uh, his he's decision. A, he's a development guy. Zaire left after one year. Yeah, sure. I know that was, that's a true point. But also um, – you know, I love the fact that now I can go in like that ESPN top 100 for college basketball. I look yeah. this year, next year, the year after it, and I see kids in the top 100 all considering tech. You know, exactly. it's like actually on the list now. It never used to be on the list. Now people want to go there. Man, I, I hear you. I, I find myself, no joke, daily at work taking a quick <laughs> mental break and just Googling Texas Tech basketball recruiting and seeing what news there is. I mean, Same. We, we have so much hype around our program. I mean, we've offered um, – multiple five-star recruits that have tech, you know, as an interest. One of my most exciting prospects, his name's Micah Peavy. He went to Duncanville High School with Jemias Ramsey. He's a four-star recruit, potentially a five-star recruit that's in the 2020 class. If we could land him, that would be huge. And that all goes to show that when you start having success uh, as a team, you bring in this top talent um, and you bring the interest for these players that can uh, you know, actually draw them to Texas Tech because, you know, there's no need to beat around the bush. That hasn't been there for a long time. No. And how do we feel about that Chris Beard contract? Ooh. Oh, thank oh, buddy. God. 
I love it. The oh, AD, AD showing he's committed to Chris Beard. He's committed to the basketball program. Six years, four point six million a year, fourth highest paid coach in D one. Chris Beard getting that bag. Chris, Chris I am, Beard is balling out in Lubbock. He's going to Las Vegas every night. <laughs> Drinks are on him at crickets. Penny beer night. Uh uh-uh, uh, he's paying. Coors lights only. Coors That's lights right. only. Coors lights That's only. Right. Well, if we uh, want to keep talking about success, why don't we hop into another quick state of the union for a different sport? Uh, the baseball team. Who knew that Texas Tech is good at every fucking sport besides football right now? Uh, <laughs> baseball team. How many players did they have drafted, Chris? Like eight or some shit? It was like, yeah, it was seven players were drafted. Yeah. That's incredible. I mean, Absolutely. that's another unbelievable program. They went deep in the college baseball world series. Um, I mean, I don't have too much to say about the baseball team, but just love to see success all around. Love the to see success. Love to see that. We're, I mean, we're starting to establish consistency, boys. I mean, we, we've been to Omaha four times in the last six years. This last year, we finished with our fourth most wins in program history, 46 and 21. Uh, and Tadlock is establishing a culture of winning at Texas Tech for baseball. And, and it's very exciting. I mean, we've seen, we've seen these players um, that are getting drafted that are actually – you know, making their ma- names known. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, but it's, it's not even just these players that just got drafted. Last night, uh, we saw Robert Duggar, a uh, pitcher for Texas Tech a couple years ago, make his MLB debut uh, with the Marlins, uh, progressing through the minors. Obviously, the big name right now is Josh Young, uh, progressing through uh, the minors fairly quickly. He's already made his way um, into, what is it? Uh, I think it's the Crawdads is the name of the team. Um, and he's had multiple, multiple home run games and, and, and three hit games. He, he's killing it. Cam Warren's doing really well. Um, so it's not just in college level. Tadlock's developing players that are, that are having success at the next level, which is really exciting to see. Shit, Evan. <laughs> that was some goddamn that knowledge. Was, that was some like. knowledge. We got to have a section just for his knowledge and stats. My God. Woo! You can look forward to this new season, folks. I'm going to have to crack another Coors Light on that one. My God. All right. Well, uh, any baseball questions will be brought up with Evan Johnson. Yeah, and uh, I guess one more success story from the canvas. The outdoor track and field team this spring, national champion. That's right, baby. Amen. Ryan, That's right. I heard you were at uh, you were at the uh, national championship for track and field. Is that true? Well, I went to a field thinking they'd be running there, but it was the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all right. Like, no, <laughs> uh, I, I missed it. I missed it. Uh, but how about this? Let's let's hop into the meat and the potatoes of the uh, of the podcast. The football team, boys. Does the school keep up their success with the Texas Tech Red Raider football team? Honestly, I think with the success that's been building in other sports programs, and I think I brought this up last season, Ryan, that the football team's got to be pissed. Yeah. They've, they've got to be pissed. I mean, Texan has been known as a football school for – I mean, they were known as a football school for uh, years and years, and the other programs really just were beneath them. And now they are the bottom of the barrel when it comes to Texas Tech sports. So I think the players and the coaches want, you know, they really want success and, you know, success breeds success. So with all the successful teams around, I think that's going to push them to wanting more than, you know, a six and six season. Um, Are they going to do it? Time will only tell. 
That's yeah, I, I, I really hope you're right. I mean, I don't like being the pessimist, but Tech hasn't had a winning record in conference play since 2009. Um, so it is time for Texas Tech football to take a step forward. And that starts at the helm with the coaching position. And we know everyone, everyone knows that we have a new leader at the helm, Matt Wells. I think that there's a lot of unknowns with the guy, but whether you want to believe it or not, you know, a, ch- a change was needed. We, we weren't winning. We weren't even competing. Yeah. 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 But I don't know anything. I don't, I haven't seen Matt Wells. I don't know what he's going to do. And I've seen, I've seen glimpses of genius from Cliff. So I didn't really, I was not a fan of the coaching change, but we'll see if he bring, if he brings in a winning, you know, winning record, then <clears throat> I'll yeah, be, I'm going to support him. I'm going to support him. It's just, I actually really did love Cliff Kingsbury as the coach of Texas Tech. I mean, yeah, I, I'm a Cliff guy till I die as well. You know that. I love him. I, I, hope, I hope he fucking does great out in uh, Arizona. And when he got fired, I'm looking for a new coach. Obviously, I wasn't thinking about Matt Wells. Um, you know, there were some big names out there. There were some rumors. And I got a little excited. And then they announced Matt Wells out of kind of nowhere. And I did some research on him. You know, I saw the success he had at Utah State, winning bowl games, putting up numbers on offense, which was shocking to me. Um, and I got a little bit hopeful. You know, I'm more curious uh, than hopeful. But, I mean, hopefully he can show something different. And I'm not going to lie. I love the fucking look of his offensive coordinator. Yost looks like he's straight out of, you know, the illusion videos on YouTube. <laughs> Either that or Harry from Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's one or the other, Evan. Um, I love I, – I, one thing I will say about Matt Wells is I, I really do enjoy listening to him give uh, give interviews and talk in front of the microphone. He's He really talks with a lot of passion and gives a lot more information about what's going – he's more transparent than what Cliff was. It seemed like Cliff, Cliff was always bothered to do in front of the camera interviews. He never sure. really wanted to talk to the press. It seems like Matt Wells loves talking to the press. Matt Wells sure. wants to be a part of the community and talk about what exactly is going on. So I, I have enjoyed I have enjoyed his press conferences <clears throat> so far. So now, Chris Ryan, you both you both know my feelings on the subject, and I'd mm-hmm. be remiss if I didn't talk about it. Let me first start by saying I think Cliff's a great guy. Yeah. I think that he was brilliant offensively, and I think that I think that he cared about his players, and he showed that. But at the end of the day, he had a job, and his job was to win. Now, let me throw out a couple of stats that was really alarming to me. Okay, Darren Kingsbury, at home to protect home field, Texas Tech went seventeen and eighteen. We had a losing record at home. Worse than that, we were 7-17 seven and 17 against Big 12 teams. That's 29% of the games that we won against Big 12 mm. at home. Okay? That's tough. Let's, let's move on to this. Three of those seven wins were against Kansas. That means that we had four wins other than Kansas at home. Yeah, those numbers are hard to listen to, if I'm being <laughs> honest. I, I, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but let's just finish that Cliff was 35-40 and 40 overall at his tenure at Texas Tech. He was 19-35 and 35 in the Big 12. That's a 35% win record in the Big 12. I mean, yeah. Evan, I mean, when, that's, you start that's bringing great... up these, when you start bringing up these numbers, uh, you know, it's making me confused. About my yeah. feelings. 
Hey, listen, listen. I I'm not a football coach. I don't pretend to be, and and I don't. I couldn't do Cliff's job two percent as well as he did. But what I'm saying is, is that as a Texas Tech fan, I'm not okay with mediocrity. And in my opinion, we weren't even mediocre. We weren't competing to even be upper half of the Big Twelve. Evan, the one thing I Evan will he say did have the best offense in the country year in and year out. There was something Off- there was something wrong with the defense, and clearly he was not a defensive-minded coach. We never got a defensive-minded coordinator to come in and overhaul the program. You know, I, mean, I think that the best offense that we had was when Mahomes was there. I believe we reached number two in the nation, and, and that's stellar, absolutely. Um, DeAndre Washington. He- Absolutely. But you move on to like the, the Shimanek era. And I, I don't, I don't know the percentage off the top of my head, but I know it wasn't top 10. Um, and I know moving on to Bowman, I mean, last year Cliff had some really, really tough luck. I think that if Bowman stayed healthy, we for sure beat OU. Yeah. Um, we have a heck of a lot better shot against Texas. I think that we probably go to a Virginia. bowl game. We beat West um, Virginia. And- we beat OU. Sure. I, I mean, think that. about this. We definitely be. I think we'd definitely be in a, a bowl game if Bowman you yeah. know, stayed healthy because we were five and two. We could have won Oklahoma the Big game. Twelve. We're, we were in we're winning for the Big Twelve. We're winning at halftime against OU, and we're already five and two. If Bowman stays healthy and they hold out through that game, we're already at six wins. We're already in a bowl game. Exactly. Right. Start. But I right. mean, that's why. That's the one thing. Like when you hear those numbers, you said obviously that's kind of brutal. Uh, you're right. You can't accept that as a as a program like Texas Tech in the Big Twelve. Uh, those win percentages are brutal. But the reason I thought like it was a little preemptive, you got to give them more year is because of that Bowman stuff. You know, sure, the team yeah. was looking so promising. The offense was flying. Yeah. He was a freshman that was like playing unbelievable. And our offense was top five in the country at the time. Yeah. And then he goes down and the season goes down the shitter. Yeah. And I mean, the quarterback play obviously was a big part of it, especially when Cliff's offense revolves around a good quarterback. Let's be real. It's, you know, it's air raid. Quarterback has to be good. That's why, obviously, his best offensive years with Mahomes. Shimnick was a little tougher. Bowman was looking great. And when he went down, our season did. That's why I just wanted one more. See Cliff and Bowman for one more through. And it wasn't even and it wasn't even like there was a decent backup for Bowman. McLean Carter was even was out, too. We were relying on Jet Duffy. Who's sure. a, who, who, who could be a running back more than a quarterback. My God. Sure. We would have won the to- Texas game if Jet Duffy – if. Bowman sure. was the QB instead of Jeff Duffy. And I, I, I can't disagree with you there. But a lot but, of – and I, but I've, I've argued – one second, one second. Um, no, I will ahead. say – I will say Cliff Kingsbury had let's, – let's not, let's not forget this. Cliff Kingsbury had Patrick Mahomes. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Cliff Kingsbury had the number four best player in the NFL ranked this year. And yep. – we didn't go to a bowl game once with them, right? That's absolutely correct. It's <laughs> absolutely correct. Like, saying tough. that right there, that, that makes you go, mm, I don't know if he's that good of a coach. And, and you know, back then Mahomes. our defense was so much worse than it was last year. I think we made a lot of a, a lot of strides. And I was I was a big fan of Gibbs. I thought Gibbs came in and did what he could. And I don't want to get too sidetracked here, but but one last thing I wanted to say is that I, you know, all, most of my buddies went to tech and I talk about this with them often and, and they say, well, how much better is Wells going to do? Okay. You know, one of my things that I say is, you know, you know what Cliff did against ranked teams? He was three and 21. That's 12 and a half percent win. Okay. But you look at, you look at Matt Wells, 
Uh, in six years at Utah State, he won three games against ranked teams. However, he only played 10 of them. So 30% is better than 12 and a half, but still not great. But he was at Utah State. Yeah. At Texas Tech, <laughs> we have more talent at Texas Tech than at Utah State. I mean, come on, my goodness. I mean, yeah, I, if if that's not true, I don't know what is. Uh, Utah State really doesn't get nearly the recruits <laughs> any team in the Big 12 ever would. Right. And, you know, again, it seems like I'm attacking Cliff. I'm not trying to at all. I'm just trying to express the fact that I am really excited about a change in direction because I, 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 it's my opinion that it was time. You know, Wells, he could struggle this first year. Uh, I think that most people would say that he probably will. I hope most people are wrong. But if not if not now, then when? I mean, I was just I, – I didn't, I didn't want to see another brutal year, to be honest, guys. Well, what's it going to take to you know turn the program around? Like, what uh, do we I, need to do? Man, I mean, that's a million dollar question. Again, I think it starts with a coaching change, with a new ideology at the helm of the football program. Um, I think that our our biggest challenge is still going to be on defense, and I think that we're really in danger um, with some of the players that we've lost. You know, we lost Octavius Morgan this offseason to an injury retirement. We lost Justice Parker to an NCAA violation that got him off the team. Um, we're going to have to really buy into the next man up mentality at Texas Tech, especially on defense, to be able to step in and fill those roles. Um, I, I, I'm tired of watching Tech get burned deep, um, and I'm hoping yeah. that, that we can get that figured out quick this year. Yeah, I think you're right where the first thing is. It's a mindset change, and a new coach does help with that, but the team's got to like think differently. You know, When you're going down the stretch and like that last game of the regular season – they just like kind of threw the game away. They didn't even try. I feel like, you know, the mindset's got to change. This is a winning program. This isn't a team that just relies on points. You know, if everyone thinks the offense will bail us out, defense isn't going to play as well. So if they can kind of change the mindset, hopefully Wells can come in there and, and do a little bit of that kind of knock some sense into some people, then maybe we can see a successful season. Absolutely. I mean, and it's, I mean it's, just, ahead, Chris. It's, kind of, it's kind of insane that – we have seen so much success with the basketball program in such a short period of time, but it seems like they've been trying to rebuild this football program for 10 years and we have seen nothing, no improvements. And we've had Patrick Mahomes. Well, I have to disagree to a, to an extent, Chris. I mean, think about when Bob Bobby Knight left, we did not really have a successful basketball team until Tubby Smith came back in. And that was Many years down the road, I don't know the exact number, but what? what I'm going to guess eight years but, down the but, road after. But Bob, Bob that seems like a dramatic change. Like it seemed like they had the right person steering the ship. They brought in the right recruits, that kind of thing. That happened really quickly. Well, let me give you a, a good example of that. Is is our basketball team from last year? Correct me if I'm wrong, but our highest recruit that played in the national championship game was a three star recruit. Okay, yep. we That's didn't. True. I mean, we did not bring in um, four-star and five-star recruits. We, we were not a, a blue-blood program in NCAA basketball, but what Chris Beard did was he built on those recruits that he brought in along with Tubby Smith and brought them up to a caliber that could compete with the best high school recruits in the nation. And that's what Matt Wells have to, has to do because if you can sit there and tell me that we're going to compete with – 
with the e- e- Texas, let's just look at the Big Twelve Alabama. with Texas, Oklahoma, even Baylor, TCU. We're not going to compete with those programs for recruits. So what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to coach up what we have, and it has to start with coaching and it has to end with coaching, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's well said. I think it's kind of a good way to to preview what needs to be done for the season. Um, I think, you know, one other thing I might want to touch on quickly, it's a couple of the recruits that we, we did get going into the season, a couple of new faces you might see around camp and in the beginning of the season. And I want to start off with my favorite recruit, maybe in Texas tech program history, Trevor Roberson, the seven foot tall offensive tackle. The guy, (laughs) he's seven foot tall, 370 pounds, and he plays offensive line. Uh, he's from Wellington, Texas. He had looks at uh, other schools in the Big 12, uh, well, Baylor, a couple others. He had A&M in Arkansas looking at him, chose Tech. And I'll tell you what, I like, you know, I hear seven foot, 370 pound lineman. I'm like, oh, this kid's going to be a ton of bricks. His feet are going to move. I watched some of his highlight tape. There were some videos of him pulling in high school, coming around the other side of the line and getting downfield that were outright terrifying. He was oh. <laughs> oh man, that's yeah, that's gonna be exciting to watch. <laughs> Trevor Robinson, huh? Oh my god, he is a massive individual. Yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited. Uh, but some other cool recruits, you know, uh, we got uh, Quan Shorts came to the program, right? Uh, Quan oh, no, Shorts? Shit. No, he just got no. The new news about him is he just got kicked off the team. My bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, no, some of the other – we got the number one tight end out of JUCO, kind of a graduate transfer type thing for Tech. And uh, some other exciting players and other quarterbacks and skill positions. I don't know. And when you guys are excited for? I'm excited personally um, for the recruit Maverick McIver, uh, three-star quarterback. Uh, I can't remember where he's from exactly, but I've watched some highlight tapes of him, and I think that he has the potential to be a pretty, pretty dang good quarterback. Um, I think that <laughs> – you guys saw it last year when, when, when quarterbacks get injured, it causes problems in games. Um, so to see that we have some decent talent coming in at the QB position, um, is exciting for me for sure. Yeah. Um, I will, we got a couple other receivers that are, you know, three, three star recruits. Uh, we got Dylan Cantrell's younger brother, Cameron Cantrell. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, we got another receiver in Trey Cleveland, Six three kid out of Arlington, Texas, and then I love whenever I see on the recruiting class someone whose position just says athlete, and we have that Juan <laughs> Watts, a three star kid out of uh, Atlanta, Georgia, just an absolute athlete. <laughs> athlete, athlete. Well, I oh, was, yeah. I would say I'm most excited to see how Matt Wells uh, uses the tight end in the office because when Tuberville was using Jason Morrow, we saw a lot of success. And Cliff's one year when he was 10th in the country, they were also using Jason Morrow. And we saw a ton of success. So, And we don't really see a tight end used that much in the Big 12. So if that's something that Tech gets really good at, that could have a big impact. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I'm sorry, boys. I was trying to rattle my brain to think of the name that was coming to me. Um, and, and the gentleman's name is Jalen Polk. He's out of Lufkin, Texas. Tell you what, the Big 12 has had some dang good recruits out of out of Lufkin. Des Bryant for Oklahoma State. Our our own hero, Kiki QT oh. for Texas Tech out of <laughs> Lufkin. Um, this dude, depending on what site you look at, is either a four-star or a three-star. Most have him as a four-star recruit. Um, he's small. He's, he's six foot two. Reminds me a lot of 
of uh, Des Bryant and the fact that he's he's physical um, and and can get downfield and and make plays. Um, he's not as big as Des, but but he's uh, he, he's quick too. Good good gosh, um, I'm excited to watch him play. And let's not forget about some of the returners that we have, boys. I think T.J. Vasher is poised for a breakout year. We've seen flashes yeah. of brilliance from this guy. I think that he's set up to be the leader um, from the receiving core. I don't think most would disagree with that. And I'm ready to see Bowman go deep to old Mr. Vasher for some touchdowns. A couple more highlight plays. Absolutely. I'm, I'm Look, hoping he can stay injury-free because that boy's legs were as skinny as a toothpick last year. Oh, man. I'm sure all of our viewers are aware, too. We, we saw old Vasher get nominated for an ESPY for his one-handed Odell-like catch against Ole Miss in the opener last year. Um, I, think that, I think that you boys were that, there for that, too, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, we right he was right in yeah. front of us. Yep, yep. I, I, we, we all three were there for that as well, and um, that sure was fun to see in person. And I'm ready to see him make some more jaw-dropping ESPN Top 10 plays. Who is who is the player that transferred from uh, Oregon State? Oh, my uh, friends. Seth. Seth. I forgot his name. Seth. Yes. Uh, he's returning. Great, great wideout. I know he <coughs> with a collarbone in- injury. I don't know how long he's going to be out for, but right. uh, I'm excited to see what he can do. For sure. Absolutely. Um, uh, me too. And. Aside from recruits, aside from returners, in my opinion, the biggest part of this year, if you can boil it down, aside from coaching, is energy back to the Jones. Okay, I want to take us back to when Cliff Kingsbury comes back in in his first year. Do you boys remember how excited our fan base was? Oh, my I God. I mean, Hype. we were on fire. And and right now, you know what? We're kind of we're kind of kicked down and we're kind of we're kind of upset with how things have been going we need the excitement back at but the, the excitement back. starts with the first game the first yeah. fucking game absolutely it's going to carry over from the other sports it's going to carry over texas tech wants to be winners they want to con- this this high of winning we've had a year of winning other than the football program. you know what we've had a high they want us to win they're going to pack the jones you know you know what they're you're right they want us to win. They want the football team. They want the Raider Power podcast to win. Everyone's hype. Bring the energy back to the podcast. Bring it back to the Let's Jones. go. You know what? I think that's good for this episode. Next episode, we'll be previewing the season, giving some predictions, and, you know, talking about the first game coming up as well. So get ready for next episode. And remember, I'm Ryan. And I'm Chris. And I'm Evan. And this has been the Raider Power podcast. Guns up, fellas. Guns up. Guns up, baby.